0: During our last Sunday service, 15th March, I spoke about how we can stand firm on God's word during this time. This, of course, ought to be a lifestyle of a believer that in every situation, you stand firm on God's word and become unmoved, unmoved kind of a person. I brought out four points uh, that you need to establish in your heart that no matter what happens in this world, you have a strong foundation on God's word. In Psalm 46, Psalm 46, verse 1 to 3, from the Passion Translation, this is what he says: God, you are such, you are such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You are proven help in time of trouble, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. Isn't that good news? Just to know that God is available whenever we need Him. So we will never fear even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea, for the raging roar of the stormy wings and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. And then he says, pause in his presence, O sailor." The first point that I brought out in our last Sunday service was this, refuse to fear. Church, you have to make that determination in your heart that you refuse to fear. Whatever news that will come, you refuse to fear. Secondly, I said you put your confidence in God's love for you. You know, just to understand that God loves you. No matter what happens in this world, you, you'll be anchored so strongly in your heart and in your mind that God, God loves me. Also, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you choose faith response and not fear response in every situation. You know, you don't sanitize your hands in fear. Or run around, you don't want to come close to someone because you have fear. No, you have to have faith response. You have to have faith in God. You know, like a scripture. scriptures in Psalm 91, I like it so much in, some, in, in the Passion Translation. You have your faith in God. You, you believe whatever happens. God is my protector. God is my provider. God is watching over me. And then the fourth point that I brought forth was, watch out for your words. What is coming out of your mouth during this time? You know, in other words, what comes out of your mouth actually is so much determined by what you've been filling your heart with. If you've been filling your heart with all that television they, they is talking about, all what you'll think is coronavirus in the morning, coronavirus lunchtime, coronavirus all the time. While the book is so clear, the Bible in Joshua 1:8 it says, "This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it." day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. You mean I can make my way prosperous even in this chaos that is around? Yes. God guarantees that. He says in his word, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. That is a believer's life. That's what believers do. Believers believe. Believers believe what the word of God says. So today, I want us to move into something that I never expected that it will be this way. But I I do believe this impression that I've received from God is for your will and for my will during this time. And I'm going to speak about God's compassion. God's compassion. And I'll say this, the Lord is not mad at the world I believe, even in this time of chaos, confusion, disorder, you know, uncertainty, he's reaching out the world with his compassion. He's a compassionate God. In fact, I believe he's looking at the body of Christ, which is the church, to help, to help him release his compassion to the world. Remember this church, we are his hands. We are right now his feet on this earth. So he's looking at his church, that the, the, the church can start, step out and release his compassion to the world. We are his body on earth. We are in the world, but not of this world. In fact, in John seventeen sixteen, 16, when, when Jesus was praying, he said this, they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Can you say it wherever you are? I am not of the world. Jesus said he was not of the world. Also, I am not of this world. What is compassion? I'll give a basic, uh, uh, you know, definition concerning what compassion is. Compassion is, is to be deeply moved in the heart by a need of someone and do something about it. You know, I emphasize that you're deeply moved in your heart by someone's need, but you just don't stop there. You do something about that need. That's compassion. In other words, co- co- compassion has to be expressed for it to be, to be full. It has to be expressed. It will always move you to reach out to another person. So when you are talking about God, He is compassionate towards the world. He wants the church, His body, His people, so to speak, His children, to reach out to the world with compassion, with his compassion. In Psalm 86, verse 15, Psalm 86, verse 15, he says, But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. Say, God is full of compassion. He is full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. That we can for sure say, God is full of compassion. If you don't you want to know someone who's, who's full of compassion, our God is full of compassion. As his people believers in Christ, then we should have the same compassion. We are born of God. We are born of the Spirit. We should have the same compassion. In Psalm 111, Psalm 111 in verse 4, again he says this, He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. In, a, in, in, in Psalm, also Psalm 145, I just want to lay a foundation of, of the Scriptures uh, just for us to be able to see who God is. You know, when you know that he's full of compassion, then we shall, we, shall, we shall walk, we shall go out to our neighborhood with the same God's compassion in reaching out to people. In Psalm 145, verse 8 to 9, it says, the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. I like verse, verse 9. He says this, the Lord is good to all. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. Are you shouting in your house? The Lord is good to all. So then you can say this. The Lord is good to me. Because all, this is what all means. You're included. You're included. You are are in in that sum of all. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. He is good to all. As members of the body of Christ, this is what we should tell the world. The Lord is good. God is a good God and is full of compassion. Now to tell them God is angry at you is going to make sure that you touch all coronavirus around and I don't know if you're going to make it to the the family. That's not good news. He's full of compassion. He's slow to anger. We should tell the world God is full of compassion and good to all. As believers, we should be aware of God's compassion and goodness that we may be able to minister to others. You see, our awareness of His compassion enables us to give the same compassion to others. But ignorance of His compassion, we give out ignorance. We think like God is mad at the whole world. This is a message of hope, and I do believe it's for someone watching today. And all of us watching, probably all of, all of you watching today, that God is full of compassion. To the hopeless, to the broken, to the fearful, to the people who are uncertain, they don't know what is going to happen. Sometimes you watch news a little bit and something like, are we coming to the end of the world? No, no, no. We know the scriptures. Listen, God is reaching out to the world even at, during this time with his compassion. But the way he can do it is through the church, ourselves, the body of Christ, those who have professed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Lamentations chapter 3, Lamentations chapter 3 in verse 22 to 24, I don't think we'll talk about compassion without going to Lamentations chapter 3, 22 to 24, it says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Hallelujah. Can you say it? Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. I like it the way he, uh, the, in the Lamentations he puts his compassions, plural. Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Hallelujah. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And then verse 24 says this, the Lord is my portion. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. The Lord is my portion. Hallelujah! The Lord is my portion. Says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. In other words, like the scripture that we read back in a, in a Psalm forty-six, one to three, from the Passion translation, is it, talking about God. You are such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You are proven help in time of trouble. Now, this one, he comes in in, in, in uh, Lamentations. He says that the Lord is my portion. Can you say it, please? The Lord, the Lord is my portion. Say my soul, says my, my soul, therefore I hope in him. I do believe then, as the body of Christ, when we are, we are filled with that assurance that the Lord is our portion and we hope in him, then we can give hope to the world. We can tell the world. We can tell the brokenhearted. We can tell the fearful. You know, it's fear which makes people run to the supermarket and buy everything. In other words, they're thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about anyone. I don't think that's compassion. You see, if I, as a believer in Christ, I am in a supermarket, and maybe I'm seeing like, let's say like hand sanitizer, some few bottles are remaining, and then there's a person right behind me who also needs the same. Then I carry all of them remaining, put them in my, my trolley, and I go out. That's not compassion. I think, I would think of this, what compassion will do. Please may you go ahead and take first whatever you want to. And I, I, after you. That's compassion. That, that's, that's You're not being selfish, but you are, you're selfless. You are releasing God's compassion to the needy world. The world doesn't know better. That's why as believers in Christ, we should know better. God's compassion will always bring good results. God's compassion will always bring good results. It reminds me of his love. Remember, he says this, because his compassion, his compassions fail not. His compassions fail not. And what does the love of God say? I mean, what, what does the Bible say concerning the love of God in 1 Corinthians chapter 13? It says this, God's love never fails. God's love never fails. His compassions fail not. His love fails not. That, that's why it brings in good results. We are safe because of His compassion. I don't believe that. We are safe because of His compassion. The fulfillment is realized, fulfillment in a believer's life is realized when they can follow the God's leading to be compassionate to someone. Now, thus, you follow the leading of God. We say the leading of the Holy Spirit inside of you that you may be compassionate to someone. Pray for someone during this time. Believe God with, some, or, 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 or with someone. It, it reflect acts of kindness and love to people. That's the only way they can know God's goodness. You know, a hopeless person. They have no idea of what is happening, but when we start reaching out with acts of kindness, you know, like what I've just talked about, uh, the hand sanitizer, for example, being in a, in a supermarket or whatever place that you'll be, you know what, that's an act of kindness and love. And you can be able to tell the world, God loves you. He's compassionate. He's made available uh, a way for you to be, to be free. In John chapter 3, very familiar scripture. But I'm going to read it out from the Passion Translation, John 3 16 to 17. Listen to it from the Passion Translation. For this is how much God loved the world. If you know, we want to know how much God loved the world, He gave His one and only unique Son as a gift. Now, this is His love. In other words, remember what I said with compassion. What happens is you do something about, uh, about a situation. It's not like, oh, I feel so compassion. Uh, this is so much compassion to me. What are you doing about it? Nothing, but I'm compassionate. No, that's not compassion. You understand? If you are compassionate, then you do something about it. God looked at the dying world, devastated, in sin, it's insane and actually in the nature of sin after the, the, the fallen angel, the devil, and God did something about it. This is how much he demonstrated his love by giving, the, the, the Passion Translation says, he gave his one and only unique son as a gift. That's what he did. So now, everyone, say everyone. Everyone, everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. In other words, the compassion of God did something. He sent his son, Jesus Christ. He didn't look around and say, you know what, angels, I don't know what to do now. I have so much compassion, but I can't do anything. No, his compassion moved him and sent the unique son as a gift to the world. God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior rescue it do you know that's good news church We can be able to take to the world and, and, and tell them that God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world that whatever you are seeing here you know God made a way this son this unique gift the son Jesus Christ made a way for us that by his stripes we were healed he made a way for us that you don't have to stay in sin God made a way by giving His Son, Jesus Christ. For you and I, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus became the full manifestation of God's compassion for humanity. That's a place to shout right there. Jesus became the full manifestation of God's compassion for humanity. And listen, He He still is today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He still is God's compassion for humanity. You know, church, what I'm I'm doing today in sharing with you this message is that you may remove your eyes from what is happening in the world and into what God wants you to do with His compassion to others. We can, we can, we can, and, and believers, it's so easy to do that. I mean, Rightfully so, we caught Psalm 91, and you you realize my neighbor out there is not even born again. It's upon them. They, They don't have Psalm 91, but I have Psalm 91. I'm protected. I plead the blood of Jesus over my children, over my dogs, and over everything else except my neighbor. It's easy to do that, but let me tell you something. What about if we start demonstrating that compassion in a way that the Lord will lead you by his spirit. If you ask him, God, how do you want me to demonstrate this? How do you want me to reach out to my neighbors? How do you want me to reach out to different people during this time when there's so much fear in the atmosphere? We see what God's compassion did when he walked here on earth. You know, people of faith are compassionate. This is what, if you, you want to say, like, I'm living by faith, You are compassionate. Why? God is a God of faith. By faith, we understand from from Hebrews chapter eleven that He created the worlds. He is full of compassion. He is God of faith, and what He did because of that, He sent His Son Jesus Christ. That this is what faith people are supposed to do to be compassionate. Let's go to Matthew chapter nine. I want us now to see God's compassion. Manifesting or walking on this earth for about 33 years. You still here? Hallelujah. You know, if you're at home, you can take a little bit of some tea and smile and say, Pastor, over here, glory to God. But don't be distracted. Stay with us. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 to 33, you see, God loved the world. He sent His unique Son, you know, as a gift to the world. And when when the son manifested the man Jesus Christ, he demonstrated that compassion. Let me show you some of these things uh, that he did on earth. In Matthew nine thirty-five to 38, then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness. Say every sickness. Every sickness. Is there anything that has been left out? No. So he's our healer. Every sickness, in in other words, that we are supposed to tell the world, oh, you know, I don't know about this uh, coronavirus. Jesus is our healer. He heals every sickness and every disease among the people. He didn't say some people, among the people. But when he saw the multitude, this is what is amazing. He was moved with compassion for them. He saw the multitude and he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered. Like sheep having no shepherd. Sometimes it looks like this is the way the world is right now. Scattered. Some don't know where they are. They can go through a certain airport. They can go through into, into a certain country. Others are semi-lockdown and on and on and on. So people look like they have no shepherd. But you know what? As the body of Christ, we are supposed to demonstrate that compassion. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. I do believe this, uh, church. The harvest is... If there is any time that the harvest has been ripe, this is the time. This is the time to preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. His compassion heals. He told even believers, in, in, you know, towards the end of, uh, after his death and resurrection, he told believers to heal the sick. In other words, to reach out to people by exercising your authority as a believer over sickness and disease. Reach out to people. Speak that hope to people. Demonstrate God's compassion to people. Give them hope that Jesus is our healer. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 14, also it says, When Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. Say, God's compassion heals. God's compassion has healed me. That's what he does. He was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. And, and another point, that's for the healing is available through God's compassion. Another thing in uh, I, I will say, in, he fed the people. He fed the people. You know, I've, I've, I've watched a little bit of news. I don't spend my hours and hours watching news, but... There is like uh, someone who's saying, I was watching, uh, someone say, What are we going to do? Uh, what are we going to eat after, after, after this whole thing is, is, is done? We'll have food. Because he's full of compassion. Yes. Do you know how it's going to happen? Now we can trust in God's love. God's love has provided a way through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew 13, Matthew 15, verse 32. Matthew 15, verse 32. Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry. That's good news. Jesus will not send you away hungry. I don't want to send uh, them away hungry lest they faint on the way. In other words, Jesus cares for people. He's caring, even right now, for the world. He has compassion on the multitude. If you think about all what is happening in in the world, really you have compassion. You have compassion towards people. You know, I remember a song like of Keith Green, he sang many years ago, saying this, how can you live without Jesus? How can anyone live without our Lord Jesus Christ? But as you have received our Lord Jesus Christ, we need to give the same compassion to the world and tell them the good news of salvation. And then another thing, what he did with his compassion, there are so many scriptures regarding this, but I will go the ones that I'm going to mention here. And you can go do your own study during your own time. Uh, and in he, another thing that he did, he gave eyesight to the blind through his compassion. He gave eyesight to the blind. In Matthew 20, verse 32 to 34, Matthew 20, 32 to 34, so Jesus stood still and called them, these are two blind men, and said, what do you want me to do for you? You know, I think like the, the Lord will ask a sinner today, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Jesus, I call upon your name. I want to be saved. That's what he'll give to you. What do you want me to do for you? They say to him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. His compassion gave them sight. He was moved with compassion, and he opened the eyes of the blind. And listen to this one. This this amazes me also. He raised the son of the widow from the dead. That's compassion. That's compassion. In Luke 7, uh, 13 to 15, I think I'm going to read more from this. In Luke, uh, let's see, Luke 7, let me take some time over here and read this scripture and see, I want you to see what his compassion did. Luke 7, Luke 7, you know, like right now, you know, in our nation, Kenya, uh, we, we take quite some time with, in the funerals. But now there's a government directive. There's no way you're going to gather the whole community for a funeral. I have compassion for those people. Because the people, who, uh, that, that's how we do. We live as a community uh, in this part of the world. There are people that feel like they have been uh, comforted. If they had the whole village, visit them during the funerals. But now there's a government director uh, d- directive because of uh, uh, coronavirus that uh, you, it has to be a small gathering, and you can take one week or two weeks mourning. And we have some, you know, tribes here can take like even three weeks mourning. We are unique. Hallelujah! But look at this then. Look at the compassion of Jesus in verse 11. Now it happened the day after that. He went into a city called Nain, and many of his disciples went with him and a large crowd. And when he came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out. Listen to this. The only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Will that bring compassion in your heart? The only son of his mother, and, and, and Luke says it so clearly, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. That's like us over here. A large crowd will be in a funeral. And when he came near the gate, and when he came near the gate, uh, was it, came near the gate of the city, behold, a dead man was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she... Come on, sorry. And, and, and she was a widow, and a large crowd from the city was, was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. What do you think about the, the, the Lord speaking to, to families that they have, you know, their loved ones have, are dead during this time, and the Lord says this, Do not weep. Then he came and touched the open coffin, And those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And he presented him to his mother. Look at God's compassion. Look at the compassion of Jesus Christ. His compassion towards this mama. And of course, towards this mama raised up her son from the dead. And another one. That we see, I want to see from the scriptures is he delivered the demoniac in Mark chapter chapter five verse nineteen, Mark five verse nineteen. He it says is uh, that Jesus after he delivered that demoniac, he, he, he was moved actually with compassion and he says this in verse nineteen. However, Jesus did not permit him, but, you know to follow him, but said to him, go home to your friends. And tell them what great things the Lord has done for you and how he has what? He has had compassion on you. He has had compassion on you. Again, will you say this with me? God is a compassionate God. God is full of compassion. That's who he is. And being his people, then we should have the same. This is what I believe the Lord wants us to do to the world to show them that we have the God of compassion living in us. He wants wants to heal them. He wants to deliver them from hopeless situations. He wants to deliver the world from fear that has gripped their hearts and give them good news. The good news to, to the world will be this, that there is hope in God and the only hope that they can find is in Christ alone. But we go out. And I really encourage you, you know, Victory Faith Church family, in your place of work, wherever you will be, don't talk like the world. Don't, don't talk like it's, all, it's over. Don't talk bad about the economy. Don't talk bad about, about, about the government. Just agree with the word of God and you say what? You know what? We don't know how this is going to, uh, to, to how it's going to come through. But one thing we know this, God, is full of compassion, and if you can only put your trust in God, He will deliver you from the fear that has gripped your heart, from, you know, uh, from what, restlessness that has, has, has gripped so many people that we can tell them, we can tell them there is hope in Christ and lead them into the kingdom of God. This is, this is turning around for good. What the devil meant for evil by bringing people into the goodness of the Lord. In other words, when we apply the, that we, we give out God's compassion, what is going to happen is going to turn out for good. What the devil meant for evil and bringing, in God, God, bringing people into the goodness of the Lord. Bringing people into God's mercy, God's love. God's faithfulness, God's protection, the hope of eternity, our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why as believers in Christ, Victory Faith Church family, we cannot talk the same way the world is talking now. We cannot fear the way the world is fearing. Instead, we are to take the good news to our neighbors, friends, and relatives. Ask the Lord, how do you want me uh, to, to, to act during this time? As a person of faith, as a person full of compassion, what am I supposed to do? Probably, probably some weeks, well, last week you, you, you put so much, uh, you, you bought, uh, what do you call liters and liters of, of uh, sanitizers, and the Lord said this, I want you to give out to some people. I want you to go tell them about my goodness, that there is hope in me. And there are people that are not able to do anything right now. They don't have even the money to do, so, to do something about their situation. Do you know what, as believers in Christ, God wants us to keep sowing, to believe people. This is not the time to say, you know, I'm going to withhold my tithes and my offerings. This is the time to give. You know, I, I know we'll have uh, someone coming towards the end of this to be able to, to speak to you concerning your giving. But this is like uh, Genesis chapter 26 of Isaac sowing in the time of famine. You don't stop sowing during this time. You don't stop believing God during this time. You don't stop proclaiming supernatural increase during this time. You still have to stand on God's faithfulness, on God's word, and proclaim his goodness and his mercy. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Victory Faith family, we are, let us be among God's people in this world today who are ministering love, faith, and hope to others. Wherever you go as a family of God, or if maybe you, you came in and you joined us online and you say, no, I'm not Victory Faith Church. Part of Victor Faith Church family. But if you're a believer, that's what you're supposed to do. That you may take that love, faith, and hope to others and demonstrate that God's compassion to the people. Speak hope. Speak life. Speak faith. Release faith wherever you you are. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Speak life in situations. Release faith in this situation. When you hear that, when you hear it being said like, oh, this thing may take about 20 years from today, say, no, it shall not. As fast as it appeared, we believe so shall it disappear. Amen? Amen. Amen. You have to stand as a believer in Christ proclaiming. Probably you are there and you say, you know what? I don't know this Lord Jesus. I have never made him my Lord and Savior. We have good news for you. You can be born again. You can come into the kingdom of God. You can can respond to God's compassion by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. You can do that. You can make that decision right now, wherever you are. Right now you can say this, Jesus, I do believe you're the Son of God. I believe God raised you from the dead. And I I confess you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness of my sins. Thank you for making me a new creation. If you've prayed that prayer, you are now, you have just responded to God's compassion to heal, to save, to deliver, to raise the dead, and you have come into the kingdom of God. You have become a child of God, and therefore, You can can join us if you're around this city, Nairobi. You can join us at Victory Faith Church and we'll teach you the word of God. Or if you are far out there, you can go and find a Bible teaching church so that you can be taught and grow in that God's compassion and mercy. Hallelujah. And for all of us, Victory Faith Church family, I know this is just for a moment. This, This is just for a short time. We are not able to meet today on, on 22nd, uh, 22nd of March, but be listening to different announcements that we will be posting out in our, in our different uh, platform media platform to see what is going to happen next Sunday. Do you know why I'm saying that? Because the steps of a good man are order of the Lord. We are believing God that as soon as this came in, soon, as, far, as fast as it came in, so fast shall it disappear. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Please lift up your hands wherever you are, so that I may pray a prayer over you, that the priestly blessing. But before then I ask you to say this, Jesus, thank you for saving me. Father in heaven, thank you for your compassion. Thank you for your mercy and grace i have received your compassion and i am going out to my neighbors to my friends whatever you send me that i may minister the same compassion to the world thank you my father for all your goodness in jesus name that's exactly what he wants us to do and i want to proclaim the priestly blessing over you the Lord bless you can lift up your hands please the Lord bless you and keep you. the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace we speak God's protection upon you during this time as pastor as a pastor in this church and I know in agreement With Pastor Carl, we've been praying together concerning you. We speak the blood of Jesus Christ upon you. We release faith concerning Psalm 91, that you are protected with your family. And there is a Passover. The blood of Jesus Christ protects you. And angels of our covenant respond to your prayers of faith. Father, thank you for keeping this family together. Thank you for faith activated to do your will. Thank you for your compassion. In Jesus' name, amen. You are blessed. I see you in the future. And you look much better than you do right now.